It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This Locked On Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals plus free shipping on your first box, and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. What is going on, guys? Welcome back to another edition of the Locked on Panthers podcast. Bill Rossetti of Panthers Wire back with you guys here. We've got a great show for you today. We've got Eric Williams back with us of Panthers Wire. We're going to talk about the latest free agency news with the Panthers and discuss some draft talk and a lot of fun, real good time. But before we get into that, of course, I want to give a quick shout out to our friends over at Queen City Beauty Group because they've been helping making this podcast possible. Uh, and they're still running their March special, so I've got a few days left for that. And so for the month of March, Queen City Beauty Group is offering e-gift cards for 30% off, which are redeemable for future services. Gift cards are available in custom amounts from $35 up to $1,000, all at a 30% savings. So to take advantage of this special, go to queencitybeautygroup.com, click shop at the top of the page, and e-gift cards on the top of the next page. Remember, in times like these, small businesses need your support more than ever. Queen City Beauty Group appreciates your support and your support of the Locked On Podcast Network. And so without any further ado, let's get into our conversation with Eric Williams of Panthers Wire. This is David Harrison of the Locked On Commanders podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Discover. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover limitations apply see terms at discover.com slash credit card hey guys we're back here with eric williams of panthers wire joining me to talk about a lot of the busy moves that the panthers have had over the last few days so eric welcome back to the podcast man how you doing good bill how you doing thanks for having me on man yeah doing good man doing good uh yeah a lot to talk about so let's uh let's jump right into it 
we'll yes, start sir. right at we'll start uh, right at the top at the quarterback position. Uh, Cam Newton officially released earlier this week. Teddy Bridgewater finally has signed his contract. They finally announced the signing. Uh, yeah. What was your what were your initial thoughts when uh, the news first broke that Bridgewater was coming to Carolina, and then Cam Newton was first on the trading block and then eventually released. What, what was your mindset kind of throughout this whole week? Yeah. I mean, the, the Cam Newton situation is just wild in general. Um, but I was pretty surprised that, that Teddy came to Carolina, man, because like, uh, I think there were initial reports like the day before that, like he was really close to signing with the bears. So I was like, Oh, well, okay. I mean, that pretty much takes like all the quarterbacks off the, off the board in free agency for the Panthers. Um, so that was, that was weird. I guess that deal kind of like fell through a little bit, but, uh, no, I mean, I'm, I'm happy to have Teddy, uh, in Carolina, man. He's going to be, uh, I think he's going to be a really, really good fit in Joe Brady's offense. Um, and I mean, you look at everything that Teddy does well, right. He's like, he's accurate on his short balls. Um, he gets the ball out quickly. He has a, he has a quick release. He goes through his reads well. Um, and he, and he's an accurate quarterback and that's pretty much everything that Joe Brady's offense um, demands right like Joe Brady's offense is all about like going through your progressions like bang 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 um, you know getting the ball quickly um, short and accurate throws um, I, I think he's gonna be a really good fit in Carolina um, and I think honestly and I mean I, I know for all Panthers fans man it's a sad time to see Cam go I mean Cam's one of my all-time favorite Panthers um, so there's no doubt it's it's a sad time to see him go um, but, I mean, he's he's just not really a good fit in Joe Brady's offense, no matter how much we want him to be. I mean, how many times, you know, watching Cam over the past couple of years that you've seen him, or even, even throughout his whole career, that you've seen him, like, miss on these, like, short little easy slant throws, um, missed on his curls, uh, missed on his drag routes. And, and, you know, another thing with Cam, too, is that a lot of times he, like, holds on to that one receiver when he's going through his progressions, he, he holds on to that, like, number one option, like, way too long. And that's not Joe Brady's offense, man. It's, like, option A there, like, boom, you got to go to option B, like, right away. Um, so I think Teddy's just a much better fit in Joe Brady's offense than Cam Newton, uh, Cam Newton would be. So overall, um, you know, it's a sad time to see Cam, Cam go, like I said. But I think it's for the best, honestly. Um, and, I mean, you know, Joe Brady knows what he's doing. Matt Rule knows what he's doing, um, so you know just just trust these guys, Panthers fans. I know a lot, a lot of guys are upset, but um, you just gotta trust the process. Yeah, it's gonna be certainly a fun process to watch, and of course that's not the only quarterback yeah. that the Panthers have brought in. Also brought in PJ Walker, yeah. guy that obviously a lot of us are intrigued by, the star of the XFL, reunites with Matt Rule, who spent time together at Temple, not far from me actually, which is. Uh, pretty interesting, but uh, yeah, PJ Walker, of course, the star of the XFL, 1,300 passing yards, 15 touchdowns. A guy that I'm really intrigued by as a potential developmental option uh, in this offense. Yeah. You know, I think you can go a year or two with Teddy, and then who knows, maybe, maybe they feel confident in PJ Walker as the guy. What are your thoughts on uh, yeah. PJ Walker? No, I mean, I I like PJ Walker, man. I mean, I didn't get to watch too much too much of the XFL. Um, but from his highlights, man, I saw PJ Walker was balling out. Um, and you know, he's, I know he's kind of like a smaller quarterback, but, uh, you know, Matt Rule can work with him, man. And, um, he could, he could be a really good backup. I mean, I, and the Panthers also have Will Greer on the roster too, which is mm -hmm. like, I wasn't even really like 
thinking that the Panthers would be after P.J. Walker. I mean, I think a lot of other, like, quarterback needy teams would be after him. Um, but I definitely get the connection of, like, the Temple um, and, you know, Matt Rule, P.J. Walker, whole deal. So um, I think it's a good signing. I mean, it's, like, two years, like, almost one and a half million. So, I mean, you know, really Which is a lot really... for a free agent like that. Right, yeah. No, it, that's true. That's true. It is a lot for a free agent like that. I think that was one of, like, the bigger deals, mm-hmm. um, you know, for – for any like non NFL player, I guess you could say, but um, I mean, overall though, it's not like an expensive deal or anything like that. And it's, you know, if he, if he does terrible or whatever in the preseason, we can just wipe our hands clean of him. Mm-hmm. But uh, um, you know, I mean, he's a, he's a guy that you can root for. Um, and you know, there's definitely a lot of talent there um, to work with for sure. So I like the sign. And you, and you mentioned Will Greer too, obviously yeah. uh, the moves that have been made so far certainly bode well in his favor you know they did bring in two quarterbacks but they've also gotten rid of two quarterbacks and will Greer is still around so that right. definitely helps his chances to at least stick on the roster in the regular season yeah. as the third quarterback what what yeah. did you see out of will Greer like in the, these last two games that maybe could you know give this team a little bit of hope as with him as their third quarterback and why do you think the Panthers have decided to stick with him so far well first of all I know a lot of Panthers fans hate on Will Greer. I personally love Will Greer. Um, he's just a likable guy. He bought out at West Virginia. Um, and honestly, like to be completely honest, I think he was subject to a poor system um, when Scott Turner took over. Um, I just really, I mean, you look back at his days at West Virginia when he was balling out, it was more so similar to Joe Brady's offense and, and you know, what it is now. Like, and the spread offense, getting the ball out quick, taking those deep shots, um, you know, have, having three or four receivers on the field to choose, um, you know, going through his progressions well and everything like that. Um, I think I think Will Greer has some talent because he has the arm talent. Um, you know, he's a sharp guy, um, and he, he's he's sneaky fast too for a quarterback. He has a good, good some good uh, scrambling ability, and so I think that that all in all, he's he's obviously a project quarterback, but um, the talent is there. And I just don't really think he's given a fair chance last year um, with all the injuries. And I, I don't think he had – did he have DJ Moore last year when he was – when he started? Or was DJ Very Moore out short there? time, I think. I think it yeah. was – yeah, I think it was that second-to-last game. It, yeah, I think it was really early into 16 when yeah, uh, so. when Moore went out there with the concussion. He didn't have him for week 17. And I think a very – if I remember correctly, didn't have him long in week 16. So, yeah, he didn't have a chance to have his – to have the number one receiver. So that definitely didn't work in his favor. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, all in all, uh, you know, I'm a believer in Will Greer. Um, and I mean, I, I mean, honestly, I'd have some confidence in him, man. I'm, I'm, I'm curious to see how he plays in the preseason this year. Um, mm-hmm. Cause I'm sure, you know, I'm sure Teddy will get his fair share of snaps in um, as well as PJ Walker, but uh, Will Greer will definitely get some snaps too. So they can take a look at what they have in him. Um, I'm curious to see how he does in Joe Brady's offense. Um, Because, like I said, I think it's very similar to what he ran in his college days at West Virginia. Um, So who knows? He could maybe bust out onto the scene here in the preseason and um, provide some some really good depth. I mean, the Panthers could have a really good quarterback room if, uh, if, you know, Joe Brady and Matt Rule coach him up well. Yeah, and these preseason snaps, I think, this year are going to be really important because – you know, I, I touched on this in a previous podcast, you know, that the listener, the listeners have been following. Um, we're not going to have much of an off season. I mean, I mean, let's face it, the off season we know yeah. is going to get wiped out 
because right. of the coronavirus. And, you know, by the way, I hope you're staying safe because I know um, yeah. it's kind of hitting your it hit your area. It's hit my area. So, you know, hopefully yeah. you and yours are staying safe. Yeah, you too, man. Crazy but, times. <laughs> but, yeah, the, the off seasons we know is pretty much wiped out. So you're not going to get a chance to, right. you know, have these early times. So these preseason snaps for all three of these quarterbacks are going to be so important. Not just Teddy Bridgewater coming into a new team, but – Obviously, new system with Joe Brady. So even a guy like Will Greer, who was with the team last year. So, yeah, this preseason is going to be a really fascinating one uh, for the Carolina Panthers. But um, yeah. I, I want to move on. You know, I, I want to stay on the offensive side of the ball, but yeah. I want to move to receiver because uh, the Panthers, you know, have obviously made some interesting moves there as well. The headline so far is the signing of former Jets wide receiver Robbie Anderson, who didn't have the free agent market that he thought he was going to have we a lot of us right. thought that uh he was going to be one of the first receivers signed or at least it would take maybe a day or two for him to get locked in but it takes him a week into the league year to finally land a deal but he gets an average of 10 million a year i think actually they said he's going to get 12 million in the yep. first year so fairly you know a fairly reasonable deal um re- really intrigued by robbie anderson good receiver you know i talked about him before uh he's had, he's had a solid four-year career obviously the quarterback's been a little bit of an issue, but um, I like Anderson in this offense. Um, so I want to get your thoughts on Anderson in this offense. And I also want to get your thoughts on some of the rumblings that I've been seeing on Twitter that Curtis Samuel could potentially be on the trading block because of the signing. Yeah. Well, I mean, first of all, um, I love the Robbie Anderson signing. Um, and like you were touching on earlier, um, I think they like, they were talking about like Robbie Anderson getting like 13, 14 million a year. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, that's, that's pretty rich for Robbie Anderson. Um, I think, I think 10 million is like a good value for him. That's a fair yeah. value. Um, but I mean, honestly, I'm super curious to see what he, what he brings to the table in Carolina. Um, and I mean, I think that, uh, you know, he could be potentially better in Carolina, um, and put up even more, more of a stat line than what he did in New York. Um, a, because of what you touched on with the quarterback sh- play being shaky um, with like Sam Darnold and Josh McCown and Lord mm-hmm. knows who else that they had there. But um, also like the fact that Robbie Anderson was the Jets' number one receiver for the past four years. And yeah. Robbie Anderson is not, he's not a true number one receiver, right? Like he's, he's a good, good compliment receiver. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, the fact that we would have DJ Moore, Curtis Samuel and Robbie Anderson, um, would take a lot of pressure off Robbie Anderson, um, to, to, you know, to put up some numbers and, and, uh, burn some secondaries. And so I think that, uh, that could definitely, definitely be in his favor. Um, but yeah, no, I've heard those rumblings of Curtis Samuel as well. And I love Curtis Samuel. I would hate that. Um, if they traded him, I, I do not, I don't think that'd be a very good move. Um, but it probably, they'd probably be able to get some pretty good value out of him. I don't know what his, his trade market would be. Um, maybe like a a second or third or something like that. Maybe. I I don't know. I mean, I mean, the guy's guy's a ton of potential. So, um, I don't know. I mean, I I wouldn't like that too much. I hope those rumors aren't true, (laughs) but, uh, but you never know. I mean, it's so weird with, with this team. I mean, it it really is like a, a rebuild slash retool because it's just so hard to figure out right now what yeah. their plan is. You know, you're cutting all these veterans, but then you're giving Teddy Bridgewater 21 million a year. You're giving 
Robbie Anderson, 10 million a year. So it's yeah. it's hard to really fathom. And then obviously the, the trade market has been really weird too. I mean, they don't get anything for Cam Newton. They get a fifth for Kyle Allen. Yeah. Isn't that nuts? Man? I, I couldn't that's believe crazy. that. Yeah. That's um, nuts. But yeah, you know, so I'm, ex- I'm intrigued to see what Robbie Anderson can do. Uh, can do in this offense. I, I think you're starting to shape up a pretty good offense. Obviously, you're, you're going to need some pieces. Both guard positions uh, yeah. still need catering. Of course, you know Trey Turner traded to the Chargers. Greg Van Roten signs with the Jets. So you know there's um, you know you did bring in John Miller from the Cincinnati Bengals. Pretty solid, um, yeah. you know depth guy. But I think uh, I would say their plan right now, at least I would hope their plan right now is to kind of attack that position a little bit in the draft, whether, you know, you grab someone to guard or eventually someone to, uh, to maybe take over for Matt Paradis at, uh, at some point too. And there's certainly some intriguing guys, you know, all, all throughout the, the board there. Um, a couple names that immediately come to mind, you know, the Louisiana guys are intriguing. The LSU guys like Cushenberry and Damian Lewis, uh, yeah. John Jackson of Ohio state. There's a lot of intriguing names, I think, uh, in the draft there. So if you're if you're looking at the draft uh, for for that position, because that seems to be the biggest weakness right now uh, on this offense is those two guard positions. Is there anybody in particular that you're that you think uh, would would fit well at that position? Yeah, I mean, I, I think the Panthers will be looking at a guard in like probably like the second to fourth round somewhere in there because they're going to need, you know, they're going to need someone to fill in at left guard. Um, you know, I mean, right guard, you'll probably, probably stick John Miller there and he'll probably be the starter for the year, um, which is okay. Like he has, he has some potential and he's, he's played about average. Um, I mean, I know the, the Bengals O-line last year was awful. It was um, trash. I mean, he, yeah, it was, it was, awful. <laughs> it was, it was, it was I mean, absolutely he, bad. He and I mean, he definitely wasn't the weakest link. And I mean, it's hard to play. I mean, it's honestly hard to be good when you're playing with, four other guys that are so bad on the offensive line. I mean, they couldn't um, figure out their center position. They couldn't figure out their yeah. left guard position. Yeah. I mean, Billy Price, like, good Lord, that guy's Billy been Price a has been a bust. Half, bust. <laughs> I mean, I mean, they started the fourth round rookie at, uh, I think left guard last yeah. year in, uh, yeah. in Michael Jordan. So they were, yeah. that was a position yeah. in flux to say the that least. Is, that was a, that was atrocious. Yeah. But I mean, I think, I think John Miller could provide decent value for the Panthers. I mean, you know, they signed him a one-year deal. I think it was like four, four and a yeah, half. Yeah, it was like four million dollars. Like yeah, so yeah, it's like so, nothing. Yeah, it's kind of kind of a prove-it deal. And if he sucks, then you know, wipe your hands clean, no problem. But um, he could provide some decent value at at right guard. Um, but I mean, I, I think guys that they could be looking at, um, like you said, definitely Lloyd Cushenberry from LSU. Um, Damian Lewis, um, a guy that I uh, detailed in my mock, um, the trade up for Tua edition last week, um, John Simpson from from Clemson. Um, mm-hmm. He's a big, healthy guy. He is like like six four, like three thirty. He's huge, um, and he's like the exact type of prototype guy that um, that Matt Rule and Joe Brady are looking for. Um, and I, I really, really like him. Um, he's obviously not the most mobile of guys. Um, but he has strong hands, um, you know, vice grips for hands. And like when he gets his hands on you, ain't going anywhere. Um, and he can absolutely push the pile in the run game. So um, I think, you know, he's a guy in like the third or fourth round, they could target um, Logan Stenberg from Kentucky, um, Robert Hunt um, from Louisiana Lafayette. 
um, raw guys that come to mind. Um, there, I mean, there, there's, you know, off the top of my head, I, I, I'm, I'm blanking right now, but I mean, there are plenty of guys um, in those like that early to mid round range um, that the Panthers could target. Um, and fortunately, it's a pretty, pretty decent interior O line class this year, so mm-hmm. they definitely have some options that they could uh, plug and play or plug and start um, week one. So, yeah, it's, you know, I've still said I think there's a couple of different ways they can go throughout this draft. Really intrigued. Um, but let, let's touch on that because I know you just did your mock draft, so I want to give you a chance to kind of shout that out a little bit yeah. as well. Um, so, like you said. Um, the main thing was obviously trading up for Tua, which, you know, can't rule that. You know, yeah. obviously things have changed since since you did the mock draft. But j- <laughs> yeah. just for fun, let's pretend, you know, it was last week. None of this quarterback stuff happened. Let's pretend Teddy hasn't signed yet. Uh, Cam didn't sign yet. And, you know, you just did the fresh mock draft. What was the, the, the thought process there? And think and um, did you just figure just something you wanted to experiment? Like, like hey, let's see what happens if – the Panthers decide to do this and then, you know, X, Y, and Z happens. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I'm, I am going to go out there and say this. I'm not for the Panthers trading up to get a quarterback. <laughs> I don't think we have the draft capital to do that. No, absolutely um, not. And I, I don't, I don't think the, I don't think the team is in the position to draft a quarterback this year. I mean, like, especially after the Teddy signing, um, but yeah, let's pretend I agree. That, we're, that we're before the Teddy signing. Um, I still don't think that the Panthers are in a position to draft a quarterback. Cause like they find themselves in like this weird, like, like I don't know, transition of like you were saying earlier, like being a rebuild and being it's a the rebuild slash retool. Right? Yep, yep. Yeah. So like I don't know, it's just it's just a weird phase. Um, but yeah, it was just kind of like a pretend, you know, hey, what it what, what this would look like if the Panthers did trade up, right? Yeah. Um. So I had um I had them trade in the the number seven pick, uh, their number sixty nine pick, um, and then next nice. year their next year, <laughs> right, <laughs> and then their next year's first round pick. Um, to go up and get the number three pick with the Lions. And so obviously mm-hmm. Adam draft to a number three um, and then come back around to round two. Um, I had him trade down with the Bills. Um, and of course, I was you know going to say, oh, the Bills trade up and get T. Higgins, who's, you know, they've been rumored to you know be in love with. Um, and T. Higgins, definitely his draft, draft stock's definitely fallen it's a little plummeted. bit. It's plummeted. Yeah, so. His um, pro day killed him. Oh yeah, it was, yeah. For All sure. I can picture right now is Joe Marino, the day of Clemson's mock draft, basically, um, basically kissing the hopes of T. Higgins to the Bills goodbye. And obviously now those yeah. are completely gone because the Bills don't have a first-round pick now. Yeah, yeah, I know. And well, but I mean, they got Stephon. They they got they got Diggs. Exactly. So. Yep. That that's their first-round pick is Stephon Diggs. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, that's that's a pretty decent trade-off there um especially because i mean they were they were i mean they're almost locked in to take a wide receiver because that's what that team desperately desperately needs but Mm -hmm. um but yeah no so i had them trading down with the bills um obviously that would change in today um but you know as of last week i had them trading down with the bills um picking up the uh the bills second round pick swapping swapping second round picks and then also getting a fifth and a sixth from the bills um so with the uh, with the second round pick, I had him picking up AJ Terrell, um, the corner from Clemson, who had a pretty mm-hmm. good showing at the combine, um, and you know played in the ACC. Obviously not the strongest of, of opponents, and kind of kind of got exposed a little bit um, in the in the semi semi championship in the 
in the national championship game. But uh, overall, I mean, he, he's definitely got the potential. He's six one corner, so pretty long and lanky. Um, and, you know, he ran a four four two forty at the combine. So um, he's uh, – I think, I think he's got a ton of potential. We just need to tap into it. Um, and then, you know, I had, I had him picking guys like Richard Lawrence in the third round, the, the D-tackle out of LSU. like him a lot. Um, like I said, John, John Simpson in the fourth, um, like I was saying earlier, um, and on, another guy too, Isaiah Hodgins, um, in the fifth, mm-hmm. the, wire, the wire receiver for Oregon state. I like him a lot. He's uh six, four, two, 10 is what he came in at the, uh, combine. And, um, he, he's a pretty solid receiver. I mean, he's got arguably some of the strongest hands, um, in this class. I mean, I think he had like one drop over his past two years. Um, and he can go up and high point the ball with, with the best of them. Um, so, I mean, obviously I think that would change now with, with Robbie Anderson signing, um, you know, Robbie's got that big frame. So I, I don't know. I mean, I don't, I think the Panthers are going to draft a wide receiver in this draft, um, to kind of complete, you know, the, the four or five receivers that they're going to need in Joe Brady's offense, because mm-hmm. I think Seth Roberts and Keith Kirkwood, those signings, I think one of those two is going to get cut, um, in the preseason. I, I don't, I, I don't, I don't know about you, but I don't really see, both of them sticking on. I think they're just kind of like, you know, see what see what they can do in the preseason and see if they can provide value in the regular season type deals, you know. Um, yeah, I'm not going to lie. Think. I didn't even know who – I really wasn't even much aware of Keith Kirkwood. <laughs> I honestly <laughs> yeah. don't know too much about him. I'm not <laughs> going to lie. He had a couple good games for the Saints. Um, and when, I covered the Saints think, for four for four last season. Oh, really? <laughs> I mean, yeah, he – I mean – Kirkwood's got some speed. I think uh, at the combine a couple years ago, he ran like a four four one or something like that. Um, so he's got some pretty good speed. But I mean, he's you know he's like a fifth or sixth guy in the wide receiver room. Um, you know, definitely not a guy that you can like rely on. Mm-hmm. Um, not to and I mean, they brought in Farrell Cooper that. as well, and he's likely going to be the kick returner. So there's yeah. five right there. So yeah. like you said, one of them's likely going to get cut. Yeah. And I mean, I, I see him. I see the Panthers going after, you know, maybe going after a guy like Isaiah Hodgins, Michael Pittman, um, mm-hmm. you know, I, 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 Van Jefferson, maybe someone like that. But um, I don't know. I think they definitely have to because Joe Brady's offense, uh, you know, I think I, I think I put on there in the mock draft like Joe Brady's offense operated with a three wide receiver set like 91% of the plays last year, which is insane. Um, but I mean, that's a, that's a modern day offense though. Um, Mm -hmm. you know, so I think that's a good thing. Um, and I mean, if, if so, you know, we're going to have to get, you know, a fourth wide receiver set. We can at least rotate some and, you know, Joe Brady is going to send four wide receiver sets on the field probably half the time anyway. So, um, so yeah, but, um, and then some more guys that I had in here, Khalil Davis, the, the D tackle out of Nebraska, um, and then a safety, Miles Dorn from North Carolina, who's kind of getting slept on a little bit, I think. Um, he has some, some versatility. Um, he can play single high safety. He can come up and play box. He's a really good tackler. Um, he's almost like a like a super raw Trey Boston kind of player. Um, you know, he, he can play that single high safety, and he was, he was a low-key low key kind of a ball hawk at North Carolina, honestly. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, – but yeah, no, it's those are my picks, and that's just kind of obviously the the Panthers won't have uh, too many high picks if they do trade up for Tua. Um, 
you know, but hopefully that that's not the case. <laughs> so hopefully we yeah. don't have to, hopefully this is just, you know, for, for all for nothing. So, yeah, no, it's, I mean, look, these mock drafts are fun, right? It's for S, S's right. and G's. Right. Right. You know, that's the PG version. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, you gotta, you gotta explore options. It's always fun to explore options because my favorite part about people commenting on mock draft is, oh, this will never happen. Well, yeah. you know, we didn't Probably think right. <laughs> the, we didn't think the Bears would move up one spot for Mitchell Trubisky, or oh my you know, the Chiefs would trade all the way up for Patrick Mahomes. But you know, these things happen. Yeah, these things yeah. happen all the time. And exactly. you know, I was just listening to a podcast. And they were talking about, I think it was, what was I think it was listening to Move the Sticks, and they were saying about how uh, you know curveballs happen in the draft all the time, and it's true. Yeah. You know, yeah. someone could trade up for Tua. Like who knows? Maybe the Chargers trade up for Tua. You know, mm-hmm. they they give everything but the, give everything and the kitchen sink to uh, to the Detroit Lions for uh, for Tua, or maybe Tua doesn't even make it to number three. Maybe the Redskins do take Tua. So you know anything can happen, and it's it's fun to yeah. explore these possibilities. But ultimately, I, I think you're right. I I don't think the, the Panthers have the capital right now. Like yeah, they have an extra draft pick now in the fifth, but this is a team that's you know they're going to need the capital, and that's why I've said and you know you touched on this scenario in your previous mock and it's become kind of my ideal scenario for this team. And that's to trade back for, yeah, for Javon sure. Kinlaw. You know, for look, sure. I, I, I love Derek Brown. I, I do. I think he's a great player, but I, I also really like Javon Kinlaw. And if the Panthers can trade back to say 14 with the Buccaneers, for, for example, mm. um, you know, the, the Colts were an option at 13, but of course the Colts are no longer sitting at 13. Right. But, you know, the the Buccaneers at 14 are a possibility, the Raiders at 12. You know, there's still a couple teams that they can trade back and get, you know, you know pick up maybe a second-round pick or, or yeah. an extra second-round pick and get a guy like Javon Kinlaw. Or even if they end up with, like, one of the tackles. Like, either way, like, there's still some good players. Because I, I touched on it on the previous podcast. Like, I think we can safely figure out who at least 10 of the, the top 14 or 13 picks are going to be. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I feel quite confident that three quarterbacks are going in the top 10. Mm-hmm. Jeff Okuda is obviously going in the top 10. Derek Brown's going in the top 10. Isaiah Simmons. So that's six. Yeah. Um, I would say at least three of the offensive tackles go in the top 10. Or even if we say top 12, you know, in case yeah. the Panthers drop to like 13 or 14. So we'll yeah. say top 12. I feel pretty good that at least three of the tackles go in the in the top twelve, maybe even all four. So that right there, you're yeah. already up to like nine or ten players. And I, yeah. I haven't even said Javon Kinlaw. So right. you know, you could you could trade back and still get a solid player, I think. So I'll, I'll ultimately I think you know, and who knows what but I guess like I said, that's my ideal scenario right now. Is to trade back and get a guy like Kinlaw or or one of the offensive tackles if they're there. I think there's still a number of ways you can go uh, yeah. if you trade back to 14. Yeah. No, I mean, and to um, to add to that, <clears throat> so I saw something today. Um, I forget who reported it, 
Um, but I think it was someone from CBS Sports, I think, or something like that. They said, don't be surprised if the Panthers still take a quarterback um, at number seven. And I was like, when I was reading that, I was like, oh, here we go. Here comes the smoke screen. Um, because you got to think the Jaguars, right? Obviously, they trade away Nick Foles to the Bears for a fourth round pick somehow. I have no idea how they got a fourth round pick for Nick Foles. But, um, but anyway, <clears throat> so all they have is Gardner Minshew, right? Mm-hmm. You don't know. Like, like I, I personally don't think Minshew is like a franchise quarterback, right? Like, obviously, the fans love him. And I'm sure the coaching staff loves him because he's a hard worker, puts in the work. Um, teammates love him, all that good stuff. But at the end of the day, you got to go with a quarterback who, you know, can further better your franchise, right? So the Jaguars, who also have a ton of draft capital, could potentially mm-hmm. want to move up. And if the Panthers, you know, blow that smoke screen well, that like, hey, we're still interested in Tua, or we're still interested in Herbert, the Jaguars could find themselves, you know, maybe wanting to trade up with the Panthers in that seventh pick or something like that. I don't know. Um, but I'm just, I'm throwing that out there, you know, because the Jaguars are kind of, you know, they have Minshew, but they need to get, (laughs) they need to get a better quarterback than Carter Minshew. Mm -hmm. Um, but, uh, but that's another potential, potential spot or another team that could trade up with the Panthers. And if that happened, then we'd be swapping seven for nine and probably getting, I don't know what we would get in return for that. Maybe like a third and a fifth or something like that, maybe. Um, but we, we get a pretty good return, you know, for, for sliding back two spots. And we still probably be able to get, uh, you know, Derek Brown or Javon Kinlaw or uh, who knows, Jeff Okuda might might slide to nine. Um, Isaiah Simmons might slide to nine if all the pieces fall in the right place. So mm-hmm. who knows, man. But it's, it's definitely anything can happen, man. It's 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 crazy. This is David Harrison of the Locked On Commanders podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Discover. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Yeah, that's it, it's possible. And uh, no, by the way, you know, in case the listeners think I forgot. No, I, I know Chase Young is is out there as well. I know he's going high. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've said before, I really think. You know, and I could be wrong on this, but my thought process has always been. The Detroit Lions certainly control this draft because, yeah. Um, especially when it comes to Jeff Okuda, because I think if the Lions pass on Jeff Okuda, he could slip a little bit and he could end up to the Panthers at seven because yeah, I don't think the Giants are going to take him because they really need offensive tackle help. You know, they could mm-hmm. use a receiver, but I think they almost have to take one of those offensive tackles. I thought I completely agree. And plus they sign like they fly, uh, sign, Blake Martinez, they sign uh, Kyle Fackrell, too, from Green Bay. Yeah, they've been um, so adding pretty much, defense. They're pretty yep. much out on Isaiah Simmons, I would think, at this point. Um, and but if I, I remember correctly, and if I remember correctly, I think uh, I think the stat still holds true that the Giants have never taken a linebacker in in the first. I don't know if it's the Giants as a team or Dave uh, Gettleman, sorry. but some 
somewhere in there, I think, is huh. um is they've never taken a linebacker, I think, in the first round. So we could we could X that out. Miami, yeah. you know, we obviously figure they're probably going after a quarterback, whether they trade Tua. up for Tua or if Herbert's yeah. still there. Uh, the yeah. Chargers could go offensive tackle, especially now that they've traded Okung. So yeah, Chargers are wild. Here we are. They could go. They could go Herbert. They could go tackle. They could go best player available. You know, I mean, you you don't know what the Chargers are going to do. They're. I feel like they're a huge wild card as well. Yeah, I mean, there's been reports that said they're very content with uh with Tyrod Taylor. Yeah, I'm like, no. what in the world is that? Like, and then oh that's what God. makes. <laughs> That's what makes that report of, you know, the Panthers taking a quarterback at seven interesting because what if the three quarterbacks all go in the top six? Are you saying the Panthers are going to take yeah. – now, I've, I've said Jordan Love might – could potentially go in the top ten, but are the Panthers going to pull that trigger and take Jordan Love would, at seven? I would hope not. <laughs> I would That's, hope that's not. what I mean. <laughs> I, I think if Jordan Love is a top ten pick, that probably means that somebody has traded into the top ten yeah. for him, namely – you know, and really, I think there's only two options at this point, and that would be the Las Vegas Raiders, which is still weird to say, <laughs> and the yeah. uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yeah. yeah. So. Or the or the Patriots too. I mean, I doubt they have the fire. They don't have the firepower to trade up all that way. But I mean, who knows? <laughs> Belichick could pull some strings. <laughs> I mean, but if, just imagine if the Panthers were able to swindle a deal with the Patriots uh, for the seventh pick. <laughs> I mean, you know, Ben Solak had a mock draft, and he had the Panthers trading back like three times and eventually ending up uh, with the 23rd pick. So yeah. they ended up getting a boatload of picks and uh, ultimately getting Jeff Gladney, which is a very solid pick. In not a bad own. consolation prize. No, not for dropping down 16 spots and picking up like three third-round picks. So yeah, not uh, not bad at all, but... Whoa, that's yeah. that was a fun conversation. <laughs> it's yeah, yeah, man. It's a lot of, a lot of all good kinds stuff of different there. directions. <laughs> Listen, and I've I've said that's what made uh, you know, I, I've said multiple times now in four years now of covering this team, uh, this is this has been the most interesting off season I've covered so far, and uh, you know, the Panthers haven't been as much of a wild card in the NFL in terms of you know, moves they're going to make and things like that as they have been this year. You know, it's, it's been a, it's, it's been a strange year to say the least, but, um, that it has. you know, I, and like, like we said, you know, I, I get the frustration I get right now. It's tough times, but I, I do believe. And, you know, I even, I even talked to Ben Albright about this. Um, we believe that of the, new head coaches this year the best long-term hire is the carolina panthers and matt well i remember him saying the best short-term hire was the cowboys with mike mccarthy yeah but but the best long-term hire was matt rule yeah i can i completely agree with that for sure yeah i'm really excited uh to see what matt rule does um you know, transforming this team over the next couple of years. And um, just one one thought for Panthers fans, man. I know we're, we're humans. We're creatures of habit. And, but change is good, and we got to get used to change. And, and change is really good in this time for the Panthers. So just trust the process. It's all going to work out. Matt Rule knows what he's doing. Joe Brady knows what he's doing. It's going to be okay. <laughs> 
it's going to be all right. And I mean, I've, I've had the pleasure already of getting to meet Matt rule and he's, he's a great guy. You know, you know, yeah, he really is. A, I got, I got to meet him at the senior bowl and he, he's just a class act. And I got to talk to him quick at the, at the combine as well. So, you know, the, 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 the Panthers really got themselves a good one. I, I can definitely say that. So I think it's, um, you know, it's going to be a bumpy ride now for like the next year or so, but yeah. Um, there, there is definitely light at the end of the tunnel. I, I, I truly believe that for this franchise. Yeah, and also something, some really quick before we end here. Mm-hmm. Um, I was reading uh, some about. Actually, no, I was listening to um, to uh, Locked On with uh, Trevor Sikama and uh, Benjamin and Solak. Solak. Yep. Um, yeah, they were talking about uh, how Robbie Anderson loves Matt Rule, obviously from his Temple days. Um, mm-hmm. And Robbie Anderson, I don't know if like the listeners know this or not, but he had some like major off the field issues in high school in his early college days. Um, and then when Matt Rule was hired, he like totally turned Robbie Anderson's, you know, not just his playing career, but his life around. Um, and that just kind of speaks to like what kind of guy Matt Rule is. Um, the players love him and they respect him so much. Um, he's honestly like another Ron Rivera, but just like kind of a new age Ron Rivera um, type guy. So. Again, I think Matt Rule is a great hire for the Panthers. Happy belated birthday, Trevor. By, by the way, the day we're recording Shout this is Trevor. his birthday. <laughs> but um, by the time this gets uploaded, uh, his birthday will pass. So happy birthday on the day we're recording this. Happy belated birthday uh, to Trevor Sekuma. Great, great man. I uh, always love running into him as well uh, on our on our travels. Yeah. But, but yeah, man, this has been a lot of fun. Um, yeah. You know, go ahead and let the listeners know where they can find it. Anything else you got coming up? Yeah, man, you guys can find me on Instagram, Eric Williams 15, um, and also on Facebook. I don't have Twitter. I, I, I'm staying off. Twitter's contagious, so I'm, not, I'm, I'm staying off Twitter. Um, you ain't but, kidding. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but uh, no, I'm, I got a. I think I got one or two more mocks coming up here before the uh, before the NFL draft. So um, we'll see what those have in store. So, but other than that, just uh, the NFL prospect or the um, college prospect profiling um, for potential, you know, Panthers targets in the draft and those couple mock drafts. So that's what we got coming up on the radar. Awesome. Good stuff, man. And of course, follow me on Twitter at Bill underscore Rossetti. Yes, I'm uh, part of that nonsense. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And, you know, of course, I've got some stuff coming as well, not just with Panthers wire, hopefully, but all over the place, uh, even Bengals wire. Obviously, I got stuff coming. So, um, and of course, here on Lockdown Panthers, because you know I always enjoy chatting Panthers football because Panthers have great group of fans like Eric and all the other Panthers fans I've interacted with. It's been a lot of fun to uh, to get to interact with you all. So it's uh, it's been a blast to have uh, been on this ride so far, and hopefully this ride continues. So with that, we're gonna get out of here. Appreciate you guys listening. Uh, Keep it locked here on LOP. And until next time, take care, my friends. We will see you soon. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. 
If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.